Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 757 Renaissance Man Podcast. I've been waiting for this episode for about two weeks. Been dying to talk to this gentleman. I'm I'm, I'm just going to jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Kirk Nugent. How are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing well, man. Sean, it's good to good to be here. It's good to, to chat it up with your audience, your crew. Oh, I mean, I love what you guys are doing in this space. Um, and, you know, these kinds of conversations, these, this kind of content is, is critical, uh, especially for the times that we live in and especially for black men. So thank you for, for what you do. And, and thank you for the invite, man. I'm excited to be here myself, myself. Excited to be here. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, this is Mr. Kurt Nugent, the geek speaker preacher. That's right. So all of that... <laughs> All that right there just just had me like, yeah, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, the geek part comes from, you know, just being an IT guy, right? So went to school for technology, <clears throat> became a, a technician and kind of worked my way through the ranks. Uh, but when I got into the leadership part of technology, I realized that part of uh, establishing yourself as a leader was being able to deliver a message, was being able to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I took up speaking as a, as a hobby, as a vocation, and actually started to make some money on the side. While I was CIO and CTO of different places, I, I started making some good money traveling and speaking on different topics because I learned how to put together messages in a way that allowed people to really get it. <clears throat> and, and one of the things I, I noticed about IT people, which is really um, definitely, definitely something that is reminiscent of black people in general, is that we we code switch. So yes. so IT people will be in the in the tech shop, and we will talk all our gigabits and ones and zeros and all the gadget talk we need to talk, and then we'll go out into the C-suite. And we'll talk that talk and then we'll talk to the finance folk and we'll talk that talk and we'll go and talk to the key stakeholders and we'll talk that talk vendors and we'll talk that talk. So IT people will speak different languages just depending on where they are and what groups they're in, what circles they're rolling in. And, I, and you know, of course, black people are very much the same. <clears throat> so what I always would say to other folks is you've got to learn the language of the industry that you're in and you've got to learn technology specific to that industry. And so that was one of the things that I was going around speaking about. And so, of course, you know, the geek speaker. And then, of course, the preacher part, man, I've always been, um, listen, I'm self-professed Jesus geek, right? So um, I've always been very vocal about my faith, very vocal about my, my love for Jesus Christ. And so, in fact, one of the jobs I had was um, as a missionary to, to Africa. So we lived on the continent for four and a half years, my, my family and I. And I was working in IT uh, for an NGO there in South Africa, uh, but we traveled the entire continent. We had a 
what I mean, it was, was absolute, absolutely awesome experience that we had uh, in that space. So that's that's I'm just breaking down those three words. Right. So that's somebody said that to me one day. It's like, man, it's like you're it's like you're a geek, but you're a speaker, but then you're a preacher. And I was like, oh, that's it. I said, we're going to go with that geek, speaker, preacher. That's it. Yeah, so, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for all the things, man. And, yeah, and it's man. very, very reflective of the life I live. Um, Excellent. I, my father was a bishop, was a minister. Mm. So I'm a PK, mm-hmm. first and foremost. There it is. My, there you my, go. <laughs> I tell the story all the time. I was born on a Sunday. My mom had me in church on the next Sunday. Oh, so, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And then the IT thing, I've been in, dibbling and dabbling in multimedia development since 97. So, oh wow! Like Photoshop five. <laughs> oh, you you remember it all? Yeah, man. So and, and you know, and now in the speaker role, I I kind of relate to that because as now as a podcaster, I find right. myself speaking to a whole lot of people, a different audience that I never thought that I would be in front of. You know, right? I've been blessed enough to be elevated into this position. Yeah. This, this, and God does that. God does that elevation. And, and that's what makes it so cool and so, so, so awesome is that <clears throat> when he sets it up, can nobody take it from you? Mm-hmm. You know, can nobody add nothing to it? So it's, it's such a great space to be in. And I, I mean, again, I applaud you for, for what you're doing here with, with this plat- pa- platform and f- with this podcast, man. Awesome stuff. Yeah, man. So let's, th- I want one thing I did because I, I just saw your, um, we're going to get into your whole live because that's how I came across you and your yeah, education yeah, yeah. with doing the lives. But I want to rewind and I want to learn about your trip to Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I, I was working for um, um, a, a faith-based entity here in the United States, and, and that entity had me traveling around the world doing training on a, a specific um, ERP system that we were using for treasury or basically for finance and accounting for these smaller sites around the world and um, got a chance to, I mean, really got a really, that was a phenomenal job for me because I love to travel. I love meeting new people. I love experiencing new cultures. And so that was a great experience. Uh, so working that while working that job, uh, we got, um, I got the opportunity to work on a project in South Africa. Uh, and, and, and it, because my, my wife's sister lives there, we decided we're going to go as a family. Her, her, her sister, my family is Jamaican, right? So we, we, we hail from Jamaica, but and my wife does too. So we're... <laughs> come on, come on. So, so my, 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 um, my wife's sister went to teach, went to, yeah, went to teach English in Korea for a number of years and she met and married a South African pastor. And then they both moved to back home to his home in South Africa. So that's why she's there. So when we, when I got the opportunity to go on this trip uh, to South Africa, or I had a project there, I should say, I decided I'm going to take the whole family with me. At the time, we just had one child. It was my wife, my child. We, all three of us went she hung out with their, her sister and I got a chance to do the project. But while we were there, they offered us uh, employment. They're like, man, we'd love for you to move here and just kind of work with us specifically in this region. Um, and I, I, I was considering it, but I didn't. I just figured, you know, I'm going to have to talk with the wife because she wasn't with me at the time. And I said to the guy, my normal standard answer, right? <laughs> if you can get my wife to agree, then I'll consider it. <laughs> 
I didn't think that. I didn't think anything of it. Boy, I didn't know what I was doing, brother. <laughs> they they went and started talking to her like as if it was already decided. They started showing her schools. They started showing her housing, where she would shop. You know, you know what life is like. And so I came back to the hotel room that evening because I I was there for training. And she was like, so are we, are you taking the job? I was like, what job? She was like, they've been showing me around all day about, you know, kind of like what it's going to be like living here. So are you taking the job? I'm like, what? I had no idea. <laughs> so we, we, we thought about it, prayed about it. She was already on board from the word go. Yeah. I'm the one that needed a little more convincing. God had to just solidify that thing in my spirit. And we, we decided, you know, we're going to accept the position. And so from 2010, to 2015 we lived and worked in south africa so south africa pretoria south africa was our home base mm -hmm. and i would go from there to zambia zimbabwe malawi madagascar mozambique angola namibia all over the all over the the southern region of africa and got a chance to meet so many different people um experience cultures and oh just such a rich experience and and for anybody who is especially people of color. So all my, my African-American brothers and sisters who have not been to the continent, there is so much there to experience and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And there, it, it's, it's special for us. I can't tell you how many of my good friends who are not black uh, constantly go to Africa. Uh, but I cannot tell you many of my black American friends, Caribbean American friends who go back who go to Africa at all or have been to experience it. Cape Town is probably one of the most gorgeous cities in the world. Um, Johannesburg, where, where you have O.R. Tambo International Airport, it's a city. That airport is a city. It's huge. Uh, one, of the, one of the things we used to do is go to the airport and just sit there and watch people come out of the international terminal and, um, and just see that shock on their face because they're like, where am I? How, this can't be Africa. Uh, but that's the experience, of, at least in South Africa. Now, don't get me wrong. There's poverty. There's, you know, poor places just like anywhere else in the world. But don't let the narrative that our current media and news is constantly driving mm -hmm. uh, fool you into believing that there is nothing good happening there. There is a lot for us to go and see and experience. There is connections for us to make. There is business to, to embark on. There's you know, networking to be done. So man, Africa is not a place that you need to be sleeping on. I believe that the next big advancements um, in technology and media are going to come from one of these very unsuspecting countries. So keep in, keep that in mind as well. man. so I just want to give you that as as we talk about that whole experience of living and working in Africa. I, it opened up my eyes. I went to school with some Ethiopians mm, mm. and they had a whole attitude because they was like, what they show on your TV is not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It, we have beautiful cities. There are no flies landing on my eyes. Eyes, mercy. <laughs> and my mother, mercy. my mother is an international traveler. So she's yeah. been to Africa and South Africa um, twice and probably would have been more if it wasn't for um, COVID happening. And yeah. um, I come that, from that really, that. My father was that a, really toned down my stuff, my travel as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. my father was an officer in the military, so I grew up okay, traveling. Okay. So traveling is second nature. But I'm the child that travels. My sister, she's not really down with the hassle. Um, <laughs> and my mom um, wanted to take me to a trip. I have um, what's called an L bag, 
and I'm waiting mm. for a heart transplant. It's a, oh, wow. it's a mechanical heart, basically. Mm. And because of that, I can't do any real serious traveling right now. Right, right. So we're planning that the very first place I go, as soon as I get my transplant, as soon as I'm all healed up and I get the okay from the doctors, I'm going to Africa. Nice. I, at this point, I don't even care what part of Africa. I just want to get there. Listen, <laughs> man, listen, it doesn't matter. It, it honestly doesn't. But if I could bend your ear just a second, man, I think I think everybody what is mandatory is that you need to go to the point of no return mm -hmm. in Ghana mm -hmm. uh, where the slave ships left from. Uh, there, there is no tour guide necessary. It is a solemn experience. And I heard I it's it a spirit give, there. Yes, there is. Yeah. As you walk in, you feel it. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a connection to that history. All right. It doesn't matter, you, you know, because I've seen Hispanic folk from Spain, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> in there in tears. Mm -hmm. They can't explain it. You know, there are white folk from, you know, Denmark who have no connection to the slave trade whatsoever in tears as they walk through that space. Right. Um, but what you generally don't see is African-Americans walking up in there. Now, now, let me I want to hasten to add there are a lot of us that have gone back and, and, mm -hmm. and done what they needed to do, um, have have really supported the continent and and, you know, reconnected with their roots. But one of the things I always tell my mentees and I have a good amount of them is that if you don't understand who you are, it's very difficult to understand what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. And so so a lot of us need to take some time to kind of go backward and and really dig now now we what slavery has done the biggest robbery of slavery is our history our mm -hmm. connection to our heritage so for a lot of us there it is going to be difficult but and, and so and so in those instances what you do is you just go back just go back to the continent it doesn't matter from where no i can't tell you exactly where my my people came from i don't know um, I've come from a small tribe in <laughs> in Jamaica called the Maroons, and we can trace our our lineage back to the Ashanti tribe in Ghana. But that's a loose, you know. It's not like I can say this person's name and going down the the lineage. Um, what I'm saying to folks is, if you can actually just make a connection to where you know people of color came from, make a connection there. That that in and of itself will give you a point of reference, give you a true north, give you a base of understanding. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah. that's one of the the goals in life is to get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you do it, man. You're going you're going to get there. And I'm praying And it's not as expensive that, that... as people think either. Oh, man. Um Yeah, I I I've I used to go back and forth at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Um for a little while. I haven't gone for a while now with the pandemic. But um Yeah, I used to go back and forth once a year and you know, the the tickets weren't were reasonable. I, I don't know what they are now. You know, the 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 whole travel system has just been flipped upside upended down. by yeah, yeah, yeah uh, by the pandemic, but yeah, they they were reasonable and and it's it's not something you can't save towards. I mean, again, it's just one of those things where it's like if you if it's a if it's something that you really want to do, you're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it happen. And I think it would benefit you so greatly to be able to experience that. So yeah, man, that's that's that one piece. I know you wanted to touch on a few others, man, but yeah, that's the that's the African experience, at least from my perspective. Awesome. All right, so another thing we're gonna talk about, and I'm gonna have to apologize to the audience because somewhere along the road, this is gonna get real nerdy and technical. 
So if you're not ready, <laughs> come on with it. You might accidentally learn something today. <laughs> come on with it. Let's get it. So my question is, you were in IT. When did yes. your focus become from IT more to the media side of it? And how, how was that transition made? Or did you start out in the media side of IT? No, I, I started in true IT, just just technology, not on the media side whatsoever. Um, wasn't wasn't in graphic design, wasn't in video editing, wasn't in uh, media production, none of the above. What ended up happening is as I got into leadership roles in technology, one of the the things that they would do is they'd be like, hey, since you're the technology leader, can you also work with our media team? Just kind of giving them leadership. Now, in the leadership role, I didn't necessarily have to learn the things that they were doing, but any good leader knows if you can't if you can't be a backup to the people that are working mm -hmm. for you, it's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, even from just, a, let's say you're not even necessarily going to do the work, but if you can't at least know when your team is giving you garbage, like if somebody says, hey, it's going to take me two weeks to edit this video, and you're like, uh, I could do that in an hour. Mm -hmm. But if you have no point of reference, then you can't lead. Mm -hmm. This is my point. So I decided to dive in head first to understand these groups I was leading. And actually that the first place that that happened for me was in, in South Africa. So I was there um, and they put media under my, my department as well. And so we worked hand in hand with the media team and got a chance to really learn production. Um, we had a full uh, TV station that we were running out of the South African, South Africa office that we were, we was there. And so I was working with them. I mean, set design, I, I learned it all, man. Set design, um, um, video editing, lighting, mm -hmm. everything, man. Even just even from the standpoint of, you know, how to break up a con. You know, if you have a specific concept for a show, how do you break it up to be able to make it into micro content that that can be dripped out over time? So, um, I, that was my first foray into it. And then, of course, I decided to start. Um, I was trying going through my weight loss journey. Let me say it that way. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was while in South Africa, I decided to to take the insanity challenge. I don't know, some of you guys might know a guy named Sean T. He's a, a trainer and has a series called Insanity. Mm -hmm. So this is back back in the day. Uh, so I, I decided to take that challenge. My, my doctor was telling me, man, you're you know, stuff is heading in the wrong directions. You need to you need to pull it in. So the Kirk you see today is about 40, 50 pounds lighter. OK, yeah. <laughs> than than where I was uh, some years ago. And so I decided to take that challenge. And one of the ways I was going to hold myself accountable was that I was going to vlog the whole thing. Okay. So it's a 60-day challenge. And I decided I've had a YouTube channel for a long time. I don't have anything on there. Let me just go ahead and put these videos up. And so throughout that 60 days, I learned Final Cut. I learned YouTube. I learned search engine optimization. I learned everything that. So if if you go back on my channel, you'll see like way way back in the archives, that all those videos are still there. All of those are still there. So, so that that was my, that was my 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 uh, my experience going into the the whole content creator space, going into the whole media space, and so that was a divergent. I, I still was in IT. And then came back to the states to be CIO at a at a college here in North Alabama, mm -hmm. and again they were like, "Hey, since you're CIO, we want the media team to report to you." I was like, "Perfect," because I I did this in my last job, and so 
and of course, by this point, I really developed a passion and a love for it. And we did some phenomenal projects with that team at, at, at Oakwood University. It's a historically black college here in Huntsville, Alabama. So that's where I was CIO. And um, we did some phenomenal projects. We got a chance to do some on-location stuff. We got a chance to do some series. We did some stuff with our president. We did some stuff with some of the other HBCUs. It, so I, I, got a, I got a chance to see the full breadth of media production in all of its glory and all of its warts, right? So every aspect. And, um, and that's where that passion developed from. And so as I transitioned out of that role, I still maintained my, my hand in the media piece. And in fact, one of the things that I was doing almost primarily with my media team at, at Oakwood at the time was the live streaming part. Okay. So while everybody else kind of had their little, their area of expertise and I understood generally the whole thing, but the piece that I really shined at was live streaming. So I, I mean, we would take those feeds, we would send them all over the place. Um, I, some people know that Oakwood university has the, choir of the world i mean they literally won the world choir games it's called the oakwood university aeolians and so when they would go to let's say new orleans to sing we would send equipment with them and we could take that feed from wherever they were singing from and bring it back to campus mm -hmm. and then stream it out from campus to everybody else i mean we were doing all manner of you know <laughs> acrobatics and and gymnastics with that thing man so got a got a chance to really pressure test some of those skills and 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 um hone them you know, in an environment where it was conducive for learning. And I, and I always say that to people because <clears throat> the, whatever job you're at, there is going to be opportunities for you to learn some side skill, something that's adjacent to what you're doing. And so in your, you know, your primary uh, vocation, your primary job, you are going to be working and you're going to be looking to provide a level of expertise that people have not seen before. But there's always going to be opportunities for you to learn something different. And you want to make sure you capitalize on those opportunities. I, I cannot stress that enough. Capitalize on opportunities to dip your toe in something else. Uh, because I, what I found is that I, I, I have a passion and love for media. Um, and and it, 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 it's not so much that it has replaced my passion for IT. It's kind of like it's on top of it. It's built on. Like the foundation for my love for media is rooted in my love for technology. And, and so, and so, yeah, so, so that's, that's the, the kind of the impetus, that's the origination story of how I kind of came to be into media. And so I left Oakwood and went to another school and I was CTO there for a year and change. And that brings us to literally last year around this time when I put in my, my resignation and decided to go full time for myself as an entrepreneur, as a content creator, as an influencer, and as a live video strategist and coach, which is what I do now full time and it, it it has been an absolute roller coaster it's a wild ride but i wouldn't change any of it for the world man so and that's one of how i found you um mm -hmm. i was i was uh tasked with the um uh, um project of bringing the live stream to our church service nice even though i had been trying to get them to do it like 2 years prior <laughs> but COVID hit <laughs> and some priorities got switched around. <laughs> so how was yeah. it with COVID and the decision that you made? Cause it seems like that was right on time. Um, Cause people yeah. don't look at the positives and the things that happened yeah. through COVID. They always reflect on a bad time, but that opened up a lot of opportunities, especially in the space that you're in. 
man, I think um, I think every media, <clears throat> every media person, every church media person for sure would agree with what you just said. Um, while while we do not make light of the, the devastating effects COVID-19 has had on our planet and on people, period, you know, um, the amount of people that have passed away due to this virus, we don't make light of that. But mm -hmm. we we have to be able to give honor and respect to that while still recognizing that this pandemic has shined a light on some of the things that were always possible, mm -hmm. to be clear. Right. Being able to live stream your church service was always possible, but it was never the focus until we had to do it. Exactly. Right. And so that's that differentiation must be made. And so I couldn't agree with you more, man. One of the things that happened for me, uh, I just was not happy in that role. Um, I, I just I just kind of recognized that this was not where God was going to be building uh, me up to, 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 to really function. I was not working in purpose. I was not walking in my calling. I just wasn't sure what exactly he was going to have me do, but I just knew it wasn't that. And so my wife has always had a business. Um, we started this business composition LLC right around the time my, our son was born. This is back in 2009. And she's been working in this business, uh, primarily, but, but sometimes off and on for the last 11 years. Um, so so we had this business and one of the things that we did was we said that the business would be web design and um, media production right so i would do the media production side she would do the web design side and she's a phenomenal web designer by the way so <laughs> so um uh, and of course i had developed a lot of skill in the media production space but i didn't have the time to really give to it so we never really built up that part of the business so um, as things began to become clear that I wanted to really step aside, um, um, actually, uh, even the, so this is, let me see here, pandemic hit <clears throat> in March of 2020. I want to say December of 2019, I had already prepared to leave, but through some really ridiculous circumstances, I decided, yo, I'm just going to hold still for a little bit. Um, but I was, I already had wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. So then we, we, the pandemic hits, we go on, uh, you know, remote work. Of course, that just, that meant a lot of work for my team, mm -hmm. uh, who I was leading at the, at the college at the time. But I'm gonna tell you, man, they called us back to work. And it was at that moment where I knew this, this is not what I want to do. Mm. Um, not only was it not what I wanted to do. I had a conversation with my, my daughter, who was nine at the time, and she was like, Daddy, so you're going back to work? I said, yes. And I explained to her, I'm going to do everything that I need to do to make sure I don't get COVID. <clears throat> and she was like, yeah, Daddy, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you, do you want to go back to work? Mm. I was like, well, well, no. Like they say, like, so the mouth of babes. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said, uh, so you mean, you mean they just tell you to go back and you don't get a say? Like you don't even get a chance to, to object. You, she's like, Daddy, I like mommy's job because mommy sets her own schedule. Mommy does her own thing, and I'm gonna tell you, man, that that little conversation with my nine year old daughter, that opened my eyes, and I began not only to see that I was unhappy in the position, mm -hmm. and I was just doing it 
for the sake of, of quote unquote maintaining for my family, but I was recognizing in that moment what I was saying to my kids, mm -hmm. what I was modeling for my kids, and it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I was determined to shift that thing. And, and we, we made sure, my wife and I made sure that we, uh, we were transparent with them about this whole process of me leaving my job and what it meant, right? Mm -hmm. the, the magnitude of it, you know, you know, from a kid's perspective, it's like, okay, so daddy doesn't work there anymore. We're not really sure what he does. We wanted them to understand the magnitude of this decision and that we were trusting God mm -hmm. for everything. Um, and, and it has been a blessed journey. God has made sure that, you know, the, the roof is still over our heads and we still have food to eat. There are times where we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and he comes through. But let me tell you, those times have been few and far in between because God has just been that good. Um, I just started my, my live show on Memorial Day uh, 2020. Dang. Memorial Day 2020. And, mm -hmm. and, and here we are a little over a year later. And we've got sponsorships. We've got brand deals. We've got affiliate links coming through. We got all manner of stuff and it and it's literally because we decided to take that step of faith man so that's that's the story be between how i kind of came from the it world into what i'm currently doing now and and because it's such a passion for me right that one of the things i don't have a problem with doing is is being consistent with my content creation uh because it is a passion for me this stuff that i would do and still do for free, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, but praise God, there are ways to monetize those passion projects, so that they're not you're not just doing them because you love to do them, but you're be able, you're able to do them because and do them and get paid for them. So I love that, and and it has been an absolute blessing for us. Yeah, man, I've always believed that if it's God's will, you don't have to try. If there you're trying too hard, you might have to think. And rewind a little bit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, reconsider a couple <laughs> things, but and like for me, when I started this, I didn't, I didn't have any equipment, and I was just like, this is something I was interested in doing. And next thing you know, I got a camera, and then I got some lights, and mm -hmm. then I got another mm -hmm. camera, and I got a couple mm -hmm. lenses, mm -hmm. and but all the same time with the same money. You know what I mean, like. How did all of this happen? It wasn't man. That's good. It was God and His intervention. I, that's how I know. Yeah, you know, I'm supposed to be here. I may not be where I want to be yet, but I I think that and I truly believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. Supposed to be. Oh, that's good. Where you're supposed to be is far better, in my opinion, than where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think if 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 all of us could kind of kind of get to that space in our spirit we would we'd be better off for it man but yeah that that's that's been it's been an amazing journey one of the things i so so yeah i, I want you to finish that piece i i know so you said you were tasked with taking your church online and that's how you kind of came in in contact with me I, i'm i'm very excited to hear this piece of the story <laughs> oh man and okay so we had like there was using like uh, PTC, PTZ cameras, we had that. Yes, they were yeah. using Easy Worship, um, mm -hmm. but it's so funny because like they had the lowest internet possible. Like they had got the internet in like 1997 and have never ever upgraded it. Like, upgraded it. <laughs> but, <laughs> and at the risk of embarrassing a couple of people, we were at like point one down and point five up. 
And no, then, no, no. So for a long time, I was like, we got an internet. We got to uh, upgrade our internet. We need to upgrade the internet, even if it's just for the Wi-Fi, because people are starting to come bring tablets into church, and that's where their Bible is. And you know, they yeah, want to yeah. Alone, even if it's just for that. But in the back of my mind, I always knew that it, it was a way for us to reach out to other people in our community. Yeah. So it goes from a point where. You know, I'm talking to the trustees and they're like, yeah, but we got these other bills and we got to do this and we got to do that. And then COVID hit and it was like, um, what was this Internet thing you was talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the floodgates open, man. COVID hit. And I I can tell you without a doubt, man, floodgates really opened. Floodgates opened. But yeah. So how did you come across my my uh, my channel? All right. So we had been we through the majority of COVID we had been doing recorded services. Mm. So uh, we'll actually have like the praise team will come in on a Wednesday. Pastor might come in on a Thursday. We'll record them and put them together as a service. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the back of his mind, our pastor was like, you know, eventually we got to figure out how we're going to come back when it's time to come back. But he also realized because of COVID and changes that people have gone through, there might be a certain part of the um, population that won't come back. That's right. And is it, you know, it's not feasible for us to have, you know, a recorded service and an in-house service. So we started looking at ways to just doing one service but making it live. And it mm-hmm. takes on a lot when you're dealing with a church because we had to decide, you know, this is what church was. What does church look like now? Look like now. Yes. That's right. so good. So you have to change certain ways, like simple things you've been doing for years and years offering offering looks a lot different now you can't pass the plate you can't have people marching around the church and coming around you can't have that you can't have all those touch points you know you Mm-mm. can't give out programs how are we going to do that Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. and then how do you make it seamless from the in-person experience to the live experience right so we started playing around and practicing and we you know started looking at the things that we needed and we were looking for um we're trying to merge the old and the new because i understand that there's you know we've already have a certain investment in the equipment we have and we want to minimize the investment of the equipment we needed so we Mm -hmm. were talking about how what streaming looks like what platforms are we going to use um and (laughs) we had uh we OBS came up and it yep. was uh, it was shot down, <laughs> and um, Ecam came up, um, but we don't want to be specific to just the uh, Apple platform, right, right? So I started looking for other solutions, and I was already doing my um, podcast, but I was using Zoom at the time, and somebody came along and was like, "Well," and I got frustrated with Zoom because Zoom promises you um high definition but it's not truly high definition right no it's so not you're so right your 720p is fuzzy and i was like why does my picture look like that i was like i know i didn't put all this money into this camera and these lights why does my picture look like that it's because they was downscaling it so i started looking for other um platforms that i could use and it just so happened you know like i said god's timing is perfect because it he, is. He helped it me is. kill two birds with one stone, and he led me to um, StreamYard, which we're using now. So, right. of course, I want to take StreamYard to the next level, and I start looking around. 
And then I find this young brown brother that looks like me. <laughs> Talking doing about some streaming, videos, right? right. Yeah, and, and then yeah. was doing it from a real place. And you can tell that you do work in in uh, ministry because oh, you, yes. I can tell you understand the limitations and the financial limitations. That's it. So you That's do it. as much as you can for free. Like you hooked the whole camera. Yes, sir. I had I had totally got rid of Canva a long time ago. So mm -hmm. Canva owes you a check because I came back to Canva because a couple <laughs> of your video. So all oh, of this that you guys see, my little frame and my little thing, that's Kurt. Wow. I I am honored, man. I really am, man. I this is amazing. And, and you know, you you're not the they're not the first person to say the Canva comment because the Canva stuff that I I showed, it was it was it literally was one of those things it's like, well, somebody commented on the video saying hey can you show us how you did that background in canva i was like okay and so i was <laughs> trying to do it too I, i'm like i said i'm photoshop since photoshop 5 right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i had to break it down a little bit photoshop i was trying to do too much i think and with canva canva breaks it down on a simple turn they make it yes so now i can take what i learned in canva and transition it to photoshop and even because oh, yes. I have more control of what I can do, but Over, I, can, yes. I can start it out and I can get concept proof that it will work. And so it just, yeah. it changed things. So yes, Canva, you owe Kurt a check. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and sure StreamYard, you do too. <laughs> and while you cut Stream checks, this. come on this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, listen, that is, that is so that's so rewarding. One of the reasons why I do what I do is because of people like you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that I, I often say to folks is when they're trying to, you know, dive into the content creator space and they want to be, you know, get on one of the platforms and, and, and really uh, share their message. I'm, I'm always asking them, what is that message? Mm -hmm. like, what exactly is the question that you have been uniquely designed to answer and 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 who is that perfect person that you need to answer the question for um, i'm always saying that to people and one of the reasons why i say that is because for me it was an issue of i could not find the content mm -hmm. i i searched for it and specifically i was searching to see did anybody share it from the perspective of you know essentially a self-supported streamer mm -hmm. who does not have a big budget and sometimes work in, in the faith-based space as well. It's a very specific audience. And I could not find anybody who was out there doing it. And so I decided, listen, that this is my opportunity to fill that void. And so I, made, I remember making my first video because my team and I could not figure out how to do audio mm -hmm. how, in StreamYard. How, we, how could we get the full band into StreamYard and have everybody who's listening to the stream hear the full band like it's supposed to be heard? And when I found that setting, I was like, oh, my word. It was a six-minute video. I put that up on, on on YouTube. That video is still, to even to this day, my number one performing video. All right, so let me ask you this, because this is something that we're debating right now, and I think I already know what the setting is. <laughs> it's turn off echo cancellation, That's check it. stereo mode, and take That's off auto, on, um, what's the volume adjustment. No, no. The the third one is make sure you're wearing headphones. Oh yeah, well yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I okay. mean the the audio adjustment. It, that's so totally this is so real because we were in rehearsal last night, 
And we were talking about that. And someone was like, well, is this StreamYard that's compressing the audio? And I'm like, no, because I got all the settings right. And you know how I know I got the settings right? My man, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I would tell you, man, that that is that is the thing. I mean, I, we, man, we, we, um, because we ended up doing some pre-recording stuff in Ecamm. Mm -hmm. And we were like, man, the band sounds so full and clean and clear. Why does it sound like that in StreamYard? And we and that's when we figured out, oh, we were we had the settings wrong. And that same setting is actually there in Zoom as well. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's the same concept even in Zoom. If you're wearing so, headphones and you can turn I'm off so, echo cancellation, you can do we, all that we stuff. We talked yeah. about this, and at the point of sounding overly churchy, God confirms things, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we really just had this conversation a couple of hours ago, and here wow. is my confirmation right here. I'm going to tell you another thing that, um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I've went through, I'm starting to build up and get more professional equipment for my personal podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I fretted for a long time, like two months ago, if you would have told me I would have been looking at a microphone upwards of $200, I would have been like, you crazy. No, because I got other you, things, you, other platforms to do, right? I see it. I see it. I have been thinking about it, it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was like, Lord, I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to get this mic. First of all, he made it available for me to even have the funds available. Like, no no joke, Kurt. I'm a single dad. I'm all by myself. I'm doing everything out of pocket. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I got a little bit of support going. I got a little buy me the coffee. By the way, if y'all on my website, click the buy me a coffee. Go, click, it goes to the calls. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But he made it available for me to get this mic. And I got it. And I was like, Lord, it's just the mic I'm supposed to have. Um, all right. So let me tell you the backstory about why I need another mic. I told you before I got the LVAD, right? Mm -hmm. So the LVAD is electronic pump that runs in my heart. I had a cheaper. So. We, you probably early heard when we was talking, my dog scratching at the door and walking okay. past and all that, right? I wasn't killing the kid. That was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started out, I started out with a condenser mic, which was way mm, too sensitive. Like sensitive. I was getting cars at the next block and motorcycles yeah, no, running past. No, and then, no, of course, no, the no. kids in the house, right? So I was running like, no, back and forth. Let me go. Let me get a dynamic mic once I did a little bit of research. There is a such thing. Uh, not buying enough because yes. I didn't want to spend a lot of money and I went cheap and I think I went a little too cheap. Mm. And the mic had this hum in it and I couldn't figure out what was wow. this hum. What is this hum? What is this hum I'm getting? Like, no matter what I did, I was getting this hum. Come to find out, the electronics in the mic and the electronics in my LVAD didn't talk good with each other. Wow. You can still hear it with this mic, but you got to kind of. Wow. Yeah. I see. I hear it. Yeah, but it picked up really bad in that other mic. Oh, wow. That is amazing. So that's the sound of me living. But because of that, <laughs> because of that, I kept it that's in a lot good, of my sir. episodes because that's my me. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't hear that's this. Good. There is no me. Yeah. So it's a part of me. That's oh my God. That is so good. Yeah. That's so good, man. So then I got the mic and I was like, okay, I got the mic. Lord, I hope I don't make the wrong decision. Cause I'm real sensitive about that. I'm real mm. sensitive about because I'm a tech guy and I don't may not always have the best discipline. 
So I'm real sensitive about making the decisions and make sure it's right and not taking from anything that a responsibility I need to take care of the family. So I, um, I was thinking about it. And I said, God, did I make the right decision? Did I make the right decision? Wow. And you had a live stream. And not only you had the mic, um, um, one of your friends that's always on a live stream had the mic too. Oh, Dave. Dave, Dave Hunt. Right. Dave, yes, Dave yeah. Hunt Minstrel. had the mic Minstrel. too. Minstrel. I was like, right. oh, okay, so Lord, I'm in good company. Let's do this. Oh, you in good, you in good company. This is the mic right here, and it is it is a good mic. I'm telling you, it is a great mic. And I, what I wanted was something that if I was working on my own projects or was collaborating with somebody else, no matter what, I had the XLR, I had the um, USB. USB, and then That's I right. also had that professional look that yes. people, uh, you know, relate to. It's no secret. This is the SM7B little brother. That's it. That's yeah. it. And, and I and, even and, took and it a it step is. further. If you look at my windscreen, mm -hmm. that's the one from the SM7B. You, I was going to say, that doesn't look like the one from the from the MV7. It, it helps with the plosives <laughs> a lot better. Nice. And nice. it gives me that look. Yeah. Listen, I, and, and that's this is the thing. What, what people... You know, people always ask me, you know, is is the gear really important? I'm so what I my response to that is usually it's not so much that the gear is critically important, but the gear is important. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the, what is critically important is that you have value to offer. It's the content. Right. Yeah. The content. But 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 nobody's going to hear your content if you're on the wrong gear. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody's going to hear your content if they can't see your face right if nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be able to consume your content um if you don't have it set up in the right way so the gear is important only only because it is one of the mechanisms through which you are able to share your message mm -hmm. and so and so yeah it is really is really i mean you got to make that investment audio is always the first step everybody i've coached i said to them folks Start with audio, mm -hmm. go from there. Get your mm -hmm. audio right, then you can start working on another camera, mm -hmm. right? Then you can get off of your webcam from your laptop or get off the webcam that you're using on top of your laptop. You could get to a DSLR or something else, but that's down the road. Get your audio right. I think the best investment. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> the best. Hey, we're busy black men, bro, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best investments... The best, cheapest investments I think somebody can make starting out is a mic and a light. Mic and a light. Then go from there. A light, a light, a light will help any camera. Mm -hmm. It will help any camera. But but you you don't have good audio, man. People will run. So mm -hmm. it's so critical to be able yeah. to solve that 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 hurdle quickly. Yeah, yeah man. man. So, I already you know, know one of the things. That, I already know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Go ahead, go ahead. Sony or Canon? Oh, man. It, well, okay. So for me, and because of what I do, Sony's definitely the winner. Mm -hmm. I, 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 think, I think Canon has had enough time to give the marketplace something that we can use right out of the box without having to do a lot of gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Canon has had enough time to do that, and they have refused to give us something that we can just pick out of the box and use it. Mm -hmm. So the M50 is a phenomenal camera. 
but you got to go to the Mark II in order to get some of the pieces that you need, and that's a very expensive jump. So for me, Sony is, I mean, they have a whole line of cameras that just work. You plug them into your capture card, and it just works. It's great, great, great cameras. So I'm a Sony guy, So, but I was a Canon guy. And so that's why I say it in those terms. It's like we have given Canon enough time. Mm. We've been patient with them, and they have made it very clear that they're just not looking to be, dominate this space. So listen to listen to what Canon is saying, and go ahead and buy you a Sony. <laughs> uh, so you know how real that was. You you know what I'm shooting on right now. What an M50. I'm listen. The <laughs> M50 is a phenomenal camera. Yep. And that's, but, that is my only, that's my only um, complaint with it, is not having the clean HDMI out. I have I no idea the why size, they did that. I love yeah. the screen. I love yeah. the different lenses I could use because it's a Canon oh. camera. And I, I, had, I had four lenses because I was a Canon guy. Mm -hmm. So I have four lenses that I could use, but I just could not get clean HDMI. Mm-hmm. And I'm so. at that, and I'm at that crossroads now because now I'm I want to upgrade my game, mm -hmm. and I want to get the um the little switcher the um a ten mini the a ten mini right yes sir yes sir but it doesn't make sense to get the a ten mini because I don't have clean my HDMI yeah yeah you you have to connect to another source in order to. Being, bring the camera feed in and that's that's what i'm saying it's like you shouldn't canon canon man canon listen they went to halfway though because like i'm not even connected hdmi now i'm connected usb that's perfect it's great and if yeah, nobody asks you, you you'll never know but because i'm not connected hdmi is still some resolution that i'm missing out on okay there you said it that's what i was getting ready to say that that's that's the piece for me is that i know you connect usb and it works listen you you made it work you're making you're making it work but what canon this is what why i'm saying sometimes we have we as consumers need to he hear what our, our 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 vendors are saying to us right so canon is saying to their to their customers to their entire consumer base who's trying to live stream with their products we don't care mm -hmm. And that is a bigger problem to me than the camera. The camera is actually great, mm -hmm. and the Mark II is probably huge, great. Huge, but I don't know I'm if I want to go down the, that uh, that road again. The problem, the problem, the, the Mark II does it does all of the things. Mm -hmm. The Mark II, uh, I believe, has clean, clean HDMI and mm -hmm. it does have the 4K um, and everything like that. So they've they've finally gotten there. But you're now paying that Mark II price. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and with the I, 4K I though, they still drop the ball a little bit because yes, it doesn't have the the autofocus. Sir, I'm on a A6000 right now, mm. a Sony A6000. This is like a five year old camera, mm. and I have clean HDMI. I put a Sigma 16 millimeter lens on it, mm. and you you just can't tell that this is an old camera. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying is Canon's. Older cameras are still great, but I can't use it in my current setup because it doesn't have clean HDMI. Mm -hmm. It's the foresight. You see, that's the problem for me is like you don't recognize how far down the road you have handicapped us from mm -hmm. being able to use this product just because you didn't feel, oh, we don't need that. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, you do. This is a five-year-old camera, mm -hmm. and it's working perfectly. Yeah. 
you shouldn't have to upgrade to the Mark II. That's like the latest, latest mirrorless uh, uh, Canon camera in order to get the basics. And, that and should I not also be. feel that, you know, that may be something you can maybe do in a firmware update. Um, no, because they, they, uh, well, yeah, I guess maybe you could. It, I don't think it would be a firmware update. It would be a major update. You'd have to flash the camera in order to do it. In fact, I got a couple of colleagues that do that. They have, they use Magic Lantern instead of the, the standard Canon uh, software on their camera. And that allows them to get clean HDMI. But that's, again, you're hacking it to mm -hmm. get it done. I, I really feel like they, they, they dropped the ball on that one. They could have done that. They could have done that a few cameras ago. They could have done that with the T series. Yeah, I can't tell you how many how many clients I have come through and they're like, "Hey, what do I need to do to set up my camera? I have, I've always had this camera. It's a great camera. It takes great pictures. What can I can I use this for live streaming?" I'm like, "Give me the model number." They tell me the model number. I'm like, "No, mm -hmm. can't do it. You, yeah. Not unless you get this and this and this and this and this." And they're like, "Dang, all that." I'm like, "Yeah." And that, and it hurts know, so me so bad because I love Canon because my father is the one of the ones that got me in the media. Period. And his right. first his his camera, his professional camera that I couldn't touch when I was a kid was a Canon A one. So when oh. I go to buy a can a camera, that's I'm looking for a Canon. You know what I mean? And no, listen, I, I and don't get me I'm wrong, it's a you, great camera, but I think uh, listen, I'm starting is, to reach the limitations for me. That's this is why one of the things I would suggest for you, just depending on what your your workflow is gonna be, um, when I would, what I do for my streaming setup on this desk right here, I've got an A6000 with the 16, 16 millimeter Sigma lens, but it never moves. Mm -hmm. and, it, and that's the reason I bought it used from KEH.com for like 300 and something bucks. And so I have my streaming rig. I still have my Canon camera. Mm -hmm. I can still shoot with it. I can still record with it. It's still a great camera, but I can't stream with it. And so what I did is that instead of going and buying, you know, a 6400 or a 6600 and spending all that money, I went and grabbed an a6000, which going to give me 1080p, it doesn't quite do 4k. And I know for some people, that's a limitation that they cannot do. But for me, I don't care because nobody's streaming in 4k. Exactly. <laughs> so, we have and, this and conversation this all is, the time. Yeah. Yeah, this rig is a streaming rig. So all I do at this desk is stream. Mm -hmm. I, I work at the desk over there. I mean, I'll yeah. show you real quick. I work at I work at uh, I work at that desk over there. Okay. <laughs> so, but for for me, uh, slight flex. What I do a <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just, a, just, just a little flex. Gotta give him a little. You got to show flex there. You got to show the people where God has brought you, brother. Listen, oh, let me get my let me get my praise music on. Oh, where's my praise music? See, I right, get that joint. Let me, let me press the power button on something real quick. There we go. Oh, that sounded nice. Ah, uh, it's the old, it's the old school Canon Vixia uh, camcorder camera that I use for Amazon Live to show my desk. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so if I need to talk about something and then, you know, what the beauty, beautiful thing about the the A10 Mini 
is that I can bring myself up um, in the corner here. Let me put myself in the top corner here. So I'm still on camera. Mm -hmm. I can show you this one. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's this this is again what you said you're trying to switch to. It it it's definitely possible, sir. Yeah, definitely. And possible. Then I'm the type of person if I, if I spend the money, I'm still going to find a use for it. So the the camera yeah. is not going away. And if I'm doing something with just one camera or going out to do a stream with one camera or just taking pictures or whatever, the M50 is fine. I can deal with that. But Listen, for streaming I, I purposes, I'm going to start mm -hmm. going toward, if it doesn't have a clean HDMI out and for production value, and as I start to build my media empire. <laughs> We're going to need some HDMI out. <laughs> I mean, some clean HDMI Listen, out. Hey, I'm going to need a copy of that that riff, man. I need to play that on, on one of my shows. I, somebody was asking me for one earlier today. I was like, dang, it's I don't have it queued up. It's an app. It's called, oh, really? Yeah, it's an app called Hoop Triggers. And it was designed by a guy that his father was a preacher. And he That's was the up. music um, director at his church. It was a real small church. And he left. But his dad didn't have anybody to play music for him. So not only can you do that, you can do hits when you talking that you really getting into the message and you really oh my want to hit on that and say it's, ah. it's, 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 <laughs> is that an app? So you, you an have app. your phone plugged up right yeah, now? Yeah, it's an app. Look. So oh, you just have the phone plugged right up. Oh, that's oh, what's let me up. Get my autofocus. Yeah, and the phone is going into my. Uh, so I'm not a road person I'm no no me neither the, the, me neither but what i do i like zoom products so i have the uh PodTrack oh PA. yeah so i'm yeah, using that's the zoom up. product and this goes with the trrs cable right into it and yeah mm -hmm. oh that's that's sounding real good you can and it, it only works on the mobile ladies and gentlemen you have walked into the spiritual space with Sean Connors <laughs> and Kirk. <laughs> yeah, man. Good. And if you want that have, right there, if you want to have praise that's break. Gold. Oh, you done you gonna take my whole thing to another <laughs> level, bro? It's going. It's so going down. <laughs> Just to be able to show Kirk Nugent something. Listen, you just I love made it. my day, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. All right, so I'm about to wrap this up because I know you're busy and I really do appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. your time. <laughs> so I end all my episodes this way. If a young Kurt came to you looking for advice, mm. what would you tell him? I mean, 13-year-old Kurt. 13-year-old Kurt. What I would say to them is don't try to fast forward past the don't try to fast forward past the work mm -hmm. don't try to fast forward past the the unseen behind closed doors back room work that must be done don't try to fast forward past those experiences um take and enjoy every last one of those moments for what they are and recognize that god is building something He's going to he's going to record he's going to bring all of that stuff, all those experiences, all those things that you had to go through. He's going to put them all together to create a masterpiece. Uh, when you find yourself, when you meet yourself, right, when you 
when you when you launch out into the deep to really get a PhD in you, you are going to recognize that God has been building. He's been building this kingdom uh, for for your entire life. And every experience will be be useful for you in that moment, in that space when you get there. Don't fast forward. Don't don't try to rush through. Right. Life is what happens while we're planning to do everything else. It's the, it's the journey. It's not the destination, right? So you want to make sure that you, you are present and accounted for in every season of life that God is going to take you through. Do not fast forward through them because in those moments, you're going to learn things about yourself and about life that you did not know before. Yeah, that's what I would say to my younger self. <laughs> That is so good. I want you to tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. I want you to tell them about all the social medias, all the shows, and (laughs) I want to be on that Saturday night show. Y'all have way too much fun. Oh, we're going to get you on there. I'm going to bring you on there. Seriously, I'm going to bring you on. We're not doing it tomorrow, but I'm going to bring you on. You just wait. I'm, I'm going to be like, where, where's Sean at? Let me send him the and link. Since, and um, since I'm asking for things, and you can tell I watch your videos, um, what's up with being in that course? <clears throat> hey, listen, listen, we're going to get you in there. We're going to get you in there. <laughs> listen, no, no, no. Listen, when I say that, 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 that's a... Uh, that is something I've been working toward for a very long time. Let me let me throw this on the screen real quick. So this is this is my my website, KirkRNugent.com. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna, we're gonna do Nugent. even this. We're gonna go ahead and blow you up. Okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, do your yeah, thing. Yeah. So, Kirk, this is my website right here, KirkRNugent.com. KirkRNugent.com. Um, we literally launched this site yesterday. Yesterday. So it's so it is very much up to date. It has all of our shows on there. We have a show called Convos and Collabs Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we have a show called The Midweek Huddle. It's at Wednesdays. It's the middle of the week in the middle of the day, 1230 p.m. Central Time. Um, and the Midweek Huddle, we just kind of do a virtual co-working session. It's not really scripted, not really planned. Uh, but we always have a ton of value. Sometimes we are doing reviews for live streams. Sometimes we're showing off new gear like we did the ATEM Mini Extreme ISO. I don't know what other things they're going to put on that thing. But we did that a couple of weeks ago. We've been talking about all manner of kind of uh, stuff on, on the Midweek Cuddle. Midweek Cuddle is a great, great time, um, always packed with value. And then we have the Friday Night Cafe, the virtual cafe, which is what Sean was talking about earlier. Um, and it is it is everything you probably are used to experiencing at your church after church is done when people are just standing around talking. This is that conversation, it is all but it's in things. a virtual space. <laughs> it's literally all the things, every, all of the jokes that you used to say in church about church, um, all of the different songs that you remixed in your mind. We do all of that stuff. Uh, but we also, every week we, we see God shift the conversation and the atmosphere so that someone can walk away with a word of admonition, a word of encouragement, something that speaks to their situation. And in in some cases, we even will find someone and just pour into them. We put their cash up on the screen and we say, this is the person for tonight. Guys, let's make it happen. 
And um, we had a guy on a couple of weeks ago, man. And uh, he was talking about his weight loss journey. We shared so much powerful nuggets. And he hit me up like a day or two later. He's like, do you know that I got over $500 in my cash app, man? Wow. I was like, that is, that is all God. That has nothing to do with me. That's all God. You blessed people and people responded. And this is what I believe God fully intended for ministry to be. He will place something on your heart. He will give you an experience. And when you share that experience with others in a real true way, in a vulnerable way, in a way that people can identify with it, they, where they can touch it, they can taste it, they can grapple with it. When people get that experience, they will respond by blessing you. And this is what that, that, that exchange should be. So check us out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Uh, but then also the channel is called youtube.com slash Kirk It's my name. We call it How It All Works, but it, the channel is still my name. And again, it's Kirk R. Nugent, which is right on the screen right here. And you want to make sure you are subscribed, uh, but you also want to make sure you're subscribed to the Renaissance Man podcast here, too. Don't, 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 don't play it. www.renaissanceman.com. <laughs> yes, yes. You want to make sure you're, you're subscribed here, too. But um, it, is, it is definitely a space where we are teaching people how to build their brand with live video. And if your brand is the... the is the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's build that brand too. That's right. So, All right let me take yeah, my man. show back. Come on. Let me get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Sean, this was, this has been a blessing. This has been absolute fun, man. I can't thank you enough for having me on. Well, I appreciate you. Um, you're a real dude. Um, I reached out to you and it was like, sure, let's get it done. So I want to thank you. I honor you. I appreciate your time because I understand and I know how busy you are with being a father, being a husband, running a business, doing all the things. So yes, sir. Yes, it, sir. it is so great to make your acquaintance. And this isn't going to be the last time we're oh, in the no. same presence. Not at all. And I got some more questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got, we're going to get you on a midweek huddle, man. We get you in there. Let's 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 chat it up. And just and just hang out and have a good time ladies and gentlemen again as mr kurt nugent eloquently put check me out at www.757renaissanceman.com brand new website actually i just right. went live with it last week kurt so oh good now i have everything in all places and you guys oh kurt we got a trade merch too bro oh nice yeah, we got. Yeah, trade I, merch. I saw. I saw. I saw the top of it. I was like, "Yo, we, I gotta. I gotta get. I gotta get some shirt, some yeah. merch now. Come on now." So yeah, that's not a problem. We're gonna switch addresses in a little minute. But oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking your time out to listen to or watch the Seven Five Seven Renaissance Man podcast. It has been great. It's been an honor. I'm Sean. That's Kurt, and we are out.